Today's Spotlight is brought to you in part by presenting sponsor, Busey Bank. Busey, your dream, our promise. Welcome to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynnett. I'm excited to welcome to the show three local nonprofit organizations who are each working to make our community a great place to live. DuPage Symphony Orchestra, West Suburban Angels, and Illinois Rockets. watching Spotlight. And today I'm joined by Julie Jancis and Bonnie Wheaton of the DuPage Symphony Orchestra. So welcome. Thank you for having us. Oh, our pleasure. Julie, I'm going to start right out with you. I know that primarily the DSO performs here in Naperville, right, Mm -hmm. at the North Central College Wentz Hall. Um, And so tell us a little bit about the DuPage Symphony Orchestra and your background. Sure. Well, we've been in the community for 65 years. A lot of our patrons refer to us as Naperville's um, Symphony Orchestra. And we perform, as you said, primarily at Wentz Hall. We perform over 17 events each year just in Naperville alone. Uh, We do five concerts that are subscription concerts. We do five family concerts and a number of outreach programs. Okay, and I know, I mean, having been at Wentz Hall, that is a wonderful facility for music, right? It is acoustically amazing. Yes, that's what we hear, some of the best in the country. So, yeah, so nice to have that right here, right here in our hometown. Absolutely. Yeah, now Bonnie, this is hard for me to even believe, but you have been with the DSO for 48 years. I I just can't even believe that. You don't look nearly old enough for that. Uh, But talk about your experience with the DSO. Yeah, even though I've been playing with the DSO for 48 years, I'm still only third in seniority. <laughs> ah, I can't believe that. Um, we have a lot of people uh, who are really devoted musicians uh, who have other jobs in their lives. We have uh, physicians, we have teachers, we have uh, actually we have uh, nuclear scientists. Um, and uh, but the one thing that we have in common is our love of music. Um, it's a wonderful experience to play with other people who love music and want to bring that to the community. Um, uh, it's it's uh, great to be a part of something um, that is uh, bigger than each of us individually. I, I like to say that under the wonderful baton of our music director, Barbara Schubert, uh, she makes uh, the whole greater than the sum of its parts. So altogether, uh, we sound better than I think each of us sounds individually. It's it's a wonderful experience. Oh, isn't that nice? And I, I know, I mean, I have seen you and the performance are obviously wonderful but what I I love that you talk about is really what it's like to be as a performer and and part of what that's giving back to you personally yes definitely. yeah it's wonderful. Yeah. a favorite what what might be one of your favorite concerts um, the last concert that we played a couple of weeks ago uh, I think we played better than ever before we played uh, the Mendelssohn Scottish Symphony and it was such a wonderful experience to have everybody in sync at the same time. And from the reaction of the audience, I think they felt what we were feeling too. 
Yeah, lovely. Absolutely wonderful. Now, Julie, you do a lot of um, both youth education, right, and community outreach programs with the DSO. So give us a little bit more information on that. Sure. We have a wealth of programs for children of all ages in Naperville We have uh, and DuPage County. We have open dress rehearsals before each of our subscription concerts. All the information's on our website, but uh, children can come and see um, our maestra conduct the orchestra and hear how she um, conducts and, and what she's saying and how she's changing things even the night before the concert. So they get to see that live and in action. And then we have this great sponsor, Quinlan and Fabish, that works with almost all the schools here in Naperville and provides instruments to children and they offer a petting zoo that they call it after the concert where children can actually go and try new instruments and we have so many young children that go and try an instrument and then end up wanting to play isn't that wonderful? Because I think so many things in life, right, you got to try it, you know, yes. and, and, and so until you do, you don't know whether you're going to like it. Right. So that gives that real hands-on. And, and what are some of the reactions from the kids when they're sitting there? I mean, I can imagine, you know, as you're, uh, Bonnie, could you just kind of speed up the tempo there a little bit? You know, how, how do they react to some of that instruction? And Well, I think it's a great opportunity for them to see that the critiquing isn't harsh. It is needed for everybody to come together as an orchestra to work as a team and to present this beautiful music to the audience. Yeah. Plus, they get brownies afterwards. Yeah. Oh, well, that's always a high motivator, right? right. right. A little yeah. bit of food, a little bit of I like that, too. A little yeah. bit of food, a little bit of music. That's how do you feel? feel about those open uh, uh, rehearsals? Um, I enjoy it. Uh, the orchestra members uh, go out in the uh, vestibule of Wentz and interact with the uh, people who are there as well. Um, and uh, the kids will come up and ask uh, somebody, and sometimes they, uh, the musicians take their uh, instruments out. It's a little hard for me to take my cello out. Yeah, but, kind of a big uh, thing to yeah. be moving out there. Uh, but it's, it's a, a real community uh, effort uh, between the orchestra and the audience members. That's nice, to get that engagement, yeah. right? Right. Sure. Now, Bunny, talk because I think you also have some other community programs that you do, right? Yes. Um, we also have uh, students from the area high schools who are invited to come and play with us for uh, just one concert uh, to get an idea of what it's like to be playing with adults rather than just with other high school students. So if you come to the concert and you see some kids who look, or some people who look very young to be playing in the orchestra, they're probably our high school students. Yes. What and, an amazing opportunity to be given though, right? Because that's not something that too many kids get a chance to do. Right. And certainly not with the caliber of orchestra as the DSO is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah. Now, I know on your website you have this thing called Making Music Memories. Yes. Explain that motto. That is a campaign for our 65th anniversary year this year, and we are collecting music memories, your first music memory, um, from our patrons, from the community, and we're getting some wonderful stories back. We have one musician who was telling us that her daughter saw a holiday concert when she was five years ago. 
and she loved the violin so much that she took her mom's face in her hands three times the next week and said, Mom, I want to play the violin. And it was right before Christmas, so her mom ran out, got her a violin, and it was just a toy violin. But she ended up loving it so much that when she was seven, they had her start playing. She's still playing today, and she says her dream is to play with the DSO when she gets older. Oh. Wow, doesn't that make you feel so good about the work that you're doing? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, that's great. So now you're doing that all year long. Is that something that people can keep giving you memories or you're already done with all of that? No, we would love to hear your music memories and, and share them with us on our website. Okay, that's wonderful. Well, we'll encourage viewers to do that. Perfect, thank you. Yes. Bonnie, as we get ready to wrap up, what else would you like to let people know about the concerts that you have coming up in the new year? Tell us a little bit. Our first concert after the new year is on February 9th at 7.30 at Wentz Hall. Um, it will be mostly Beethoven, and we are practicing already. We started rehearsing a wonderful uh, Beethoven violin concerto. Um, it's something that it, uh, audience members will probably recognize from the very first notes that we play. Um, but it's, um, you know, how, you can't get any better than Beethoven. You can't. I love, that's my favorite, I have to say. Yeah. Right. So we welcome everyone to come uh, and enjoy something that uh, is sort of uh, the orchestra's gift to Naperville. Yeah, I love that. That's a great way to put it. It is a gift. I mean, I, I feel very much that it's the gift of music, and you're right there in downtown Naperville, so you can enjoy all of that as well. Right. Thank you so much for coming by. We wish you all the best in the rest of your 65th season, and hoping that we get many more Making Music memories that will come into your website. Thank you so much for having us. You're welcome. If you are interested in learning more about the DuPage Symphony Orchestra or any of their upcoming concerts, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay with us. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. At Busey, our story centers around you, your goals, and your dreams. You dreamed of owning your first home. You partnered with us to customize a plan. You started a business. You trusted us to guide you through the ups and downs. You wanted to leave a legacy. You allowed us to bring your dreams to life. Thank you for partnering with us to make tomorrow's dreams today's reality. Busey, your dream, our promise. Sharing life over plates is Vi's motto. It's a simple philosophy, and it takes all the pressure off of you. For a starter, try their Neapolitan pizzas, baked to blistered perfection in a wood-fired oven. The mushroom carpaccio is worth a visit all by itself. But if you don't want to share one of the best dinners of your life, Vise has you covered too, with entrees of wood-grilled fillets, bacari bolognese, or roast wild salmon. If you're just tuning in, you're watching Spotlight. I'm your host, Jane Wynette, and joining me now from West Suburban Angels are Ken Miller and Phil Hoffman. So welcome. Um, and I'm going to start with you, Ken. Who founded West Suburban Angels and why? Well, going back to 2013, um, Joe Zhu and Mike Healy, who are entrepreneurs here in Naperville, uh, came to me because they knew that I started two companies and uh, came up with this idea and so we discussed it and thought that there was an opportunity 
to match uh, investors with uh, merging companies. And so we formed West Suburban Angels, and it's a not-for-profit. Uh, we don't take anything out of the, the business or a percent of the deal. And it's member-run, so we have our membership uh, involved in the company. Okay. okay. So now, Phil, say a little bit more about what exactly is angel investing. An angel investor and angel investing is, is investing individual investors who are interested in startup companies and they are interested in earning a very high return uh, because these companies are risky and they're small and they're growing. Uh, but uh, it's part of an alternative investing strategy. And uh, we're, uh, uh, because there's so much risk involved, we're looking at high, for high returns, but a lot of startups might fail. So uh, investors that do invest with us and, and part of our membership, it's required to be, you're required to be an accredited investor, which means you have to have certain income or uh, net worth requirements, minimums to meet. Okay, so, so in order to make sure that you've got enough money, because some will win and some mm. will not win, right? Exactly. Okay, and I love the whole angel, because it does feel like you're always, oh, I just need an angel on my shoulder, and that's a little bit, right? What, well, what you're we, trying we, to do. we want to support young, uh, growing companies, but we're, not, we're still there. We have to look for the up, upside and the potential for, the, uh, for a high return. Okay, okay. So now, Kim, what kinds of companies do you invest in? Well, I will tell you that we do not invest in real estate or restaurants. Okay. <laughs> we know that. We know that. Uh, but we'll, we'll look at uh, many, many companies. Uh, we, we've uh, looked at food, uh, artificial intelligence, um, technology. We see a lot of medical and technology, software, hardware in uh, that, those areas. Uh, we've even looked at some companies here in Naperville. Okay. Like uh, Tiny Human Food. Yes. It's an interesting one. Yes. And uh, we did invest in a company, a uh, retail company that was uh, f the founder, used to be an intern right here at NCTV 17. Yes, so he's a wonderful, a wonderful young man with yes. a very good product that he's been working yes. on for a long time. Yes, we thought so too. Yes, <laughs> uh, that's wonderful. That's so good to hear. Um, so talk a little bit about the process of angel investing. Like how, how does it work? Well, for, for our group, we're... Where there's always a lot of companies that need money and want money and, and, and have some opportunities. So we have to be pretty selective. Uh, we have a screening committee and we get ideas, referrals from our own members uh, and they're just connections with either the community uh, or uh, out, outside investment opportunities. Uh, we have, uh, we work with other angel investment groups, uh, some from Chicago or around the whole Midwest. Uh, and, and angel investment groups like to work together because mm. it helps with the research process, it helps make it more efficient, and then it helps to pool some capital together in order to uh, support the best candidates, right? So you're getting, giving them more money and it gives everybody a bit better opportunity. Uh, our screening committee narrows it to three or four of the top selections with some interviews. And then we have our member meetings, which occur every couple months. Uh, we meet at North Central College at the Wentz Science Center, uh, convenient location for a lot of the people in the, all the western suburbs. And then um, uh, that's kind of like a, almost like a Shark Tank yeah. type of environment. Okay. Uh, the, the companies give their pitches, and we uh, make individual decisions on whether to invest. Usually we'll pass on any, any company that maybe two or three or more of our members 
uh, don't aren't interested in. Okay, so so let me make sure that I understand. So it's sort of a collective a, a, as a group you're investing. Well, or, everybody makes their own. Uh, everyone makes their own decision individually. Okay. okay. Uh, but it. it it makes more sense to kind of work together, and and we have a pretty diverse membership as well. We we have uh, people from technology and from corporate uh, uh, corporate executives and and former entrepreneurs, and and having a, a diverse. Uh, membership allows for us to get better perspectives on the investments. Okay, so you're taking everybody's into consideration, but it's your own personal decision as to the investment itself. Yes. Okay, mm -hmm. okay, that makes sense. So, can how long would you expect? How long are you looking to expect to get a return on your investment? Well, certainly, an investor would like a return in a year or two. Yeah. But the reality is, it could be five years plus. Okay. Uh, we had one uh, very good return uh, in the last year. And that was three years. Okay. So that was good. Um, and we have a couple others that are coming up that uh, we hope in the next two or three years will be a, a return. It could be an exit, you know, sell to another company, be acquired. Okay. Uh, so that's looking good. Okay. Well, and it's interesting that you talk about working with other angel investor groups. I mean, I think mm -hmm. that's kind of fascinating, the whole networking and using mm -hmm. each other's yep. resources. That's, uh, and kind of maybe getting a sense of what those returns should be, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And, and it helps uh, to close the deal. Yeah. If we work together. Yeah. Because they may not have all of the money invested and they want to close that particular transaction. So. If they, uh, we work together on it, we might be able to help close it out. Okay, yeah. okay. Now, what do you think, Phil, is the most interesting part about angel investing? Really, it's, it's, it's getting attached and seeing all these innovative and creative solutions that com companies are coming out with. Uh, you know, we, we uh, see so many new, as Ken mentioned, medical companies, and we've seen companies that have, have helped with innovative solutions to wound care or bone repair mm -hmm. products and and even surgery and cancer treatments so being involved in and seeing all that innovation things that are really changing our world is really interesting uh, we have uh, a company that's a, a software company that helps manage uh, robots uh, from the cloud so remotely managing robots and those robots can have facial recognition uh, temperature and touch sensing. And in, in ex an example of their application is that you would walk into a Walmart or one of your a store and the robot would recognize you because it can, in any Walmart because it can, it, it, it can interact with the cloud and then maybe help you with your shopping list and lead you around. Okay, okay. Ken, as we wrap up here, how does somebody apply for uh, investing with the West Suburban Angels? Well, as Phil said, we usually get referrals from uh, current investors or others that know about us. Um, but they can contact us uh, by sending an email okay. to kmiller at westsuburbanangels.com. Okay, we get to you personally. You can, yes. And uh, certainly they should go to our website and take a look there, and you can connect through that as well. Okay, there's information on there yes. that will kind of help walk mm -hmm. them a little bit through that process. Yeah, tell us a little bit more about being an investor. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Well, I think it's tremendously interesting, the work that you're doing. And, you know, you think about really the backbone of America is on the backs of entrepreneurs. And so right. finding that capital to really be able to get an idea in motion is so difficult sometimes. So uh, kudos to you for making that available well, to people you. right here in our area. Sure. 
If you would like to learn more about West Suburban Angels, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. Give the gift of downtown Naperville. Treat someone special to a great shopping, dining, or spa experience with downtown Naperville gift cards. Good at more than 150 businesses. Purchase them at four convenient locations or online and have them mailed directly to the lucky recipient. Best of all, there's no purchasing fee. Just choose an amount and send. It's that easy. The perfect gift for anyone at any time. Welcome back to Spotlight. I'm your host, Jay Mornet. I'm joined now by Drew Undyke and Jeff Bergman of the Illinois Rockets. So welcome. Thank you. Thank it's you. good to see you. Drew, I've met you before. Jeff, this is the first time we're meeting. So I'm going to start with you in terms of how were you involved with the Illinois Rockets? What's your role and what's your background? So uh, this is our third season um, as a team, and um, I'm the head coach of the boys' fifth grade, fifth grade team. Okay. All right. And give me a little bit about your background. Uh, I grew up playing the game, still play the game. I, I played AU basketball for my dad's program, the Chicago Lakers, way back when. I played um, for Tom McCormick at Conan High School, and then I played four years at Davidson College for Bob McKillop. Okay, so you've had a pretty good basketball background, and now you're bringing that forward to the young folks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so we, we talk about our philosophy and our goals for the kids often. Um, at, at my level, the goal for our kids is to help them make their high school team. We have a number of great high school programs, great high school coaches in the area. And what we're trying to do is just help those kids or our kids build the skills, build the IQ, so that when they get to high school, they make their team and then also produce. Okay, have that opportunity. Are they having fun while they're doing that? They're having a good time. Good. They're having a good time. Yeah, that's so important, right? And, and that keeps Absolutely. that motivation going. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Now, Drew, you've been involved with the Rockets for 19 years. I know you don't look old enough for that, but ever since your kids were little, but your kids are now grown. So what keeps you in the program? What keeps you involved? Well, yeah, that's a great question, Jane. I, uh, I, I ask myself that a lot, and I, I, I just get so much out of it. Uh, there's an energy that comes from being around the kids uh, that, I, that, that gets me uh, excited to, to, to show up to every practice, every game. Um, but again, our mission is to, as Jeff says, develop the kids for their high school teams. And then on the girls' side, we uh, also offer an AAU high school program, which allows uh, the more dedicated players uh, to, to have a chance to go play in college. So seeing them along the way and, and seeing them succeed is, is still what you know, gets me going. Get you excited. Yeah. yeah. So, Drew, there are a lot of basketball programs out there, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, lots of travel basketball teams, lots of clubs. What differentiates the Illinois Rockets? Well, we're a, a not-for-profit, 501c3 organization, much like NCTV, and uh, that, that's, number, that's our primary differentiator. But we, uh, additionally, we have two, we assign two coaches to each team. So all 10 players, boys and girls, get at least two, you have three, I think, two, addition, two assistants. Uh, they get personalized attention versus some of the programs who one for-profit owner 
uh, uh, oversees 10, 12, 15 teams, and so the kids don't get that specialized attention and development. We think that's a big differentiator. Yeah, and I think that is so important. I mean, mm -hmm. I, I, I play tennis, and, and having multiple coaches and multiple yeah. people talking to you, yeah. you know, sometimes you might say something, and, and you, you're like, oh, I don't get that, but the other person says it, yeah. and now you're like, oh, so obvious, right? Yeah. So I would think yeah. that would help you. Jeff, talk a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, no, no, for sure. I mean, every kid's got something that they're working on, and because in, in, our, in our setup, we sometimes have two teams practice together, right? So that's how we end up with two, maybe three assistants at a time. Mm -hmm. So it's just, you know, the kids just get more and more individualized attention, mm -hmm. and, and um, our practice facility, we have six baskets that we are able to use. So, you know, we're spread out, and you can't catch everything. Mm -hmm. So I think we do a, a relatively good job in the two 90-minute sessions we have um, paying attention to the individual needs of the kids and making sure they're all getting better. And I would think, Jeff, I mean, you know, you, you've played the game obviously a lot, that just being able to have somebody else and you've got two assistants maybe see some different things in what one kid is doing versus the other. Say a little bit about mm -hmm. that. Yeah, so no, for sure. I mean, you know, as it relates to, I think, how the parents think about our program, I think they really enjoy it. I mean, they keep coming back. Um, and, and given your situation, you know, given your daughter played D1 volleyball, um, with the beginning in the parent in the parent situation, you're trying to build trust, yeah. right? And you know, they're giving you their son or their daughter for two nights a week, mm -hmm. a couple nights on the weekends, and this lasts a while. I mean, we start in September and we don't end sometimes end until March. Yeah, he doesn't. He end. never ends. <laughs> so, um, you know, it, once you build that trust, the parents they they see the time, the effort, the energy, the commitment that you're willing to put in, and then they see their kid improving. Yeah. You know, week after week, month after month, year after year. Um, I, I think it's just a winning combination. I think the parents love it. Yeah. Well, and I do think when you're a nonprofit, there is a difference in, in your philosophy and how you look at it. You're not looking at it necessarily yeah. as a business. It really is around the development and taking yeah. those kids to the next level. It is. We right? keep yeah, our fees sure. down as a result because yeah. we're, no, we're not making money. We're not trying to make money. So that's another differentiator. Um, okay. We're a little different price point, but you have to be careful with price and value. Absolutely. So we, we believe we deliver the high value for the for the good price and, and everything else Jeff said, the parents and the kids will hopefully have a great experience. And with a pathway through high school and AAU, high school basketball, and then on, on to AAU and college if you choose to uh, and can, can make it, um, you know, it, it provides for a nice uh, rounded program. Sure. What's the part you like best? Oh, I love it all, to be honest with you. Um, to be honest with you, I'll answer the question. Mm -hmm. I, I, I actually like the practices more than I like the games. Because mm -hmm. the practices is just us and the kids, and, and we're working, and we're, you know, we're not dealing with officials, so that's a big deal. <laughs> um, so it, we're working together. Everyone's getting better. We all have a common goal. Uh, we've created a great culture with our fifth grade boys program. Um, you know, where the kids understand the routine, they understand the system, they understand the culture, they understand what we're trying to achieve. They work really hard. They yeah. work really hard. I mean, a lot of parents will say, say to us, you know, mm -hmm. you know it's, it's fifth grade basketball, it's sixth grade basketball, well, but to the kids, it's the NBA. Yeah. This, is, <laughs> this, this is the highest level that they've ever achieved, right? So we try to give them that effort. Um, yeah. and, and that's what I enjoy the most. The yeah, and most, most good coaches are good teachers. They enjoy teaching the game. Yeah. I, I feel similarly. Well, yeah. and I think you have to be passionate about it yourself, right, yeah. to be able to impart your love of the game to somebody Absol else. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Now, Drew, you have been working very hard, I know, with your high school girls AAU program yeah. uh, and trying to give your players that opportunity for that college exposure and the ability mm -hmm. to maybe play at that next level. Yeah. Uh, talk a little bit about that part of your program and the success that you've been having. Uh, yes, yeah, since 2010, we've sent uh, over 60 uh, young ladies 
on to play college basketball, uh, many of whom are still playing. Some have graduated as we age. And, uh, and so that's still a big part of what we do. Um, uh, I, I was at a high school basketball game last night watching some of our players, and there were 10 or 12 coaches there, college coaches there. So they also watched them uh, once or twice during high school season. But we go out in the spring and summer, play 10 events, Hundreds and hundreds of college coaches get to see our young uh, basketball players, young ladies, and uh, we send maybe 8, 10, 11, 12 gals every year to college uh, yeah. to play basketball. It's been great. And I know, I know we've talked with a couple of them over the years, and, yeah. and I think one of the things we hear time and again is about how much work you put into trying to help open those doors for those children. Yeah, that's, uh, thanks, yeah, that is a lot of work, and because uh, we start with marketing them with player profiles, and we, we, we interview each uh, player as to their academic interests, geography, geographical uh, restrictions, do they want to go far away, stay home, close to home, etc. Then we market the kids to, via emails to all the colleges that on their interest uh, list. And then throughout the season, as they're being seen, we have lots of dialogue uh, with those colleges who sh show interest in the players. And then we continue to market them till the end of the season. Okay. That works out good. As we wrap up, where do you see yourselves down the road? We're trying to build out the boys' AAU program. Okay. So that's one thing we have, you haven't heard us talk about. And uh, we've begun to do that the last two springs and summers, and uh, we're going to continue that. So as Jeff uh, gets further along in the program, we're hoping he can uh, help us there, too. Okay. Okay. Sounds like he's qualified. So oh, he is. I think you have yourself another job there, Jeff. <laughs> I'll keep going until my, my son doesn't want to play for me anymore. <laughs> yes. Well, listen, thank you so much for coming by and for all the good work that you're doing with the kids that just adore the game of basketball. It's wonderful. If you would like to learn more about the Illinois Rockets, please go and visit their website. We're going to take a quick break, but stay tuned. We're coming right back with more Spotlight. I'd like to thank all of my guests for joining us on Spotlight and our friends at UC Bank for their generous sponsorship of today's show. If you would like to learn more about the organizations featured on today's show, please go and visit our website at nctv17.com. And to stay informed about what's happening in your community, sign up to receive Naperville Now or like us on Facebook or follow us on Twitter. For Spotlight, I'm Jane Renette. Thank you for watching.